Hello, Pastor Steve Waldrop of Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I'm thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking at one of the most prominent, prolific, significant archaeological finds of all time, and controversial, all wrapped into one. So let's get started. Holden and Geisler do a great job in their book, The Popular Handbook of Archaeology in the Bible, of going through this. I've done some podcast and probably even YouTube channel stuff on this in times past. New Life of Albany, Georgia. You can join us there as well. But let's just take a look. We've got so much underlined here, footnotes underlined, and the footnotes are small print. We'll see if I can read it. Pages 310, 315, the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible. Again, thanks for being here with us. So the James Ossuary, one of the earliest and most important discoveries relating to the historicity of Jesus and members of his family is the limestone bone box called an ossuary. Made known to the public in October 2002, there's copious pictures and close-ups in here in this book. Ossuaries were used in Israel from about the 2nd century B.C. until the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70. So, 270 years or so. Over 10,000 such ossuaries have been discovered but only about 100 contain inscriptions. Of these, only two have an identification similar to the one etched in the now-famous and somewhat controversial James Joshuary. The entire Aramaic inscription reads, Jacob, which is James, son of Joseph, brother of Jesus. Now, James is also mentioned in Josephus as well. So, let's keep going. It in fact, excuse me, if in fact the inscription in its entirety is recognized as authentic, which we believe to be the case, with clear first century AD testimony of Jesus, his father Joseph and brother James, of course when it says father it means parent, doesn't mean, you know, God was his father. James Yaakov is given in the gospel accounts as a brother of Jesus, Matthew thirteen fifty five, but he's also one of the most important figures in the New Testament. The book of Acts reveals that he was a leader at the Jerusalem church, moderator of the Jerusalem council in Acts 15. He also penned the epistle of James. He's also spoken of a number of times in the writings of Josephus. He was put to death by certain Jewish leaders in AD 62. So if the James ossuary is the one in which his bones were placed, after they laid in the grave, then they went to ossuary, after they went to Abraham's bosom underneath, as it's so called in Jewish burial funerary practices. So then the dating of the bone box would be approximately 62 or 63 AD, allowing time for the reburial of the bones after the decomposition of the flesh, according to Jewish practices. Has the uh, a close-up of the inscription. In December 2004, the Israeli Antiquities Authority in the state of Israel brought an indictment against Odal Golan, an antiquities dealer and owner of the James Ossuary, claiming the second part of the inscription, the portion which reads Brother of Jesus, was a forgery, not the other part. This indictment seems to have come to nothing after five years of court proceedings, which concluded March 2.10 after 116 hearings involving 138 witnesses, 52 expert witnesses and 400 exhibits and more than 12,000 pages of court transcripts. According to Golan's written summary, 
of the trial supported by the 474-page Hebrew language opinion handed out by the Jerusalem District Court Judge Aharon Farkash on March 14, 2012. Many high-level scholars with expertise in ancient epigraphy, paleography, biogeology, and other crucial disciplines relating to examining the inscription has testified that there is no reason to doubt the phrase brother of Jesus was engraved in the first century A.D. by the same hand that engraved the rest of it. In view of this, it's very likely that we may have a very early and important historical witness to Jesus and his family. Summary of the arguments for and against the authenticity of the inscription is given below. Now, we'll say this. How it appears to me is this was so earth-shattering, proving Jesus existed, that they just kind of came up with something. That somebody somewhere didn't like that, or maybe a few somebodies. So, uh, in the footnote, it's got a little deal. Odell Golan, the authenticity of the James Ossuary and the Jehoash tablet inscriptions. Summary of expert trial witnesses, March 211. The Jehoash tablet is very prominent as well. I've done a podcast on that as well. The trial was brought to an end on March 14, 2012. And Jerusalem District Court Judge Haran Farkash uh, cleared the defendants, Oded Golan, Robert Douche et al., of forgery, of all forgery charges. See Judge Farkash's 474 page opinion in the case. The clearing of the forgery charges shows that the prosecution failed to demonstrate that the inscription was a forgery. As a result, there's no reason to doubt that the inscription in its entirety is an authentic description of Jesus and his family. This conclusion is supported by dozens of expert witnesses and the script analysis offered by Andrew Lamar uh, from the Sorbonne and Ada Yardini, Hebrew University of Jerusalem, which gave them no reason to doubt the authenticity of the inscriptions. And uh, it says, see Appendix C for a summary of expert witness testimony. We're not going to do that at this time. There's yet to be offered a reputable paleographical challenge to their conclusions on this matter. Uh, see Herschel Shanks, James, brother of Jesus, the forgery trial of the century, Washington, D.C., Biblical Archaeology Society, Q12. Herschel Shanks, I think it's an editor of Biblical Archaeology Review. Wrote a great book. I like his stuff. And wrote a great book on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Interesting observations. So here's against the ossuary. Here's some arguments. Three. The ossuary was not discovered in situ within a secure archaeological context, but rather obtained through antiquities trade. Number two, though the bone box itself, the first half of the inscriptions are not contested. Arguments, the second half of the inscription, Brother of Jesus, was recently engraved, forged, and was not completed by the same hand, have been posited due to the absence of natural curling patina. Patina is a thin-layer biogenic material expected to be present most, if not all, ancient artifacts to some degree. You know, you see it in silver and brass and all this got a Henry rifle, it'll have patina on it, maybe. Um, it is caused by the continuous secretions and activities of microorganisms such as bacteria, fungi, algae, and yeast on the stone and inside some of its grooves. 
If the same consistency of patina is equally distributed on the ossuary and found within the engraved grooves, it suggests the authenticity of the inscription. The absence of patina within the disputed portion of the inscription would suggest a forgery or modern engraving of letters. But there's obviously nuances to that, such as where it was. The foundation of the IA's case against Oded Golem was based on an eyewitness, Josias, an anthropologist formerly employed by the IAE, IAA, who claimed to have previously seen the ossuary without the Brother of Jesus portion of the description. And I've got in my notes, C number 13, we're about to get to the arguments for the authenticity of the James ossuary. Now, here we have uh, footnotes. Only Protestants would consider James to be the half-brother of Jesus through Joseph and Mary, since both the Roman Catholic Church Eastern Orthodox churches believe that Mary remained a perpetual virgin. Roman Catholics consider James and the other brothers and sisters of Jesus to be cousins of Jesus uh, through a supposed brother of Joseph. On the other hand, the Eastern Church believes that James and the other sibling were stepbrothers and uh, stepsisters of Jesus born to Joseph from a previous or former wife. After testing the ossuary, clay specialist Professor Yuval Gorin of Tel Aviv University, which is normally kind of liberal, Hebrews kind of conservative normally, initially championed the idea the ancient patina was missing from the second half of the inscription and that the forger must have used some other uh, bonding substance or this was the result of cleaning the inscription. However, subsequent examination of inscription by uh, Orna Cohen, I believe it is. I, it's a very small print, and I've underlined it, and I've underlined through that person's name, unfortunately. <laughs> the prosecution team revealed ancient patina in the word Jesus, thus discrediting Gorin's testimony. This led Gordon to reverse his initial conclusions. So, here's some reasons why they think it is correct. The size of the ossuary indicates that the bones belong to an adult male, thus being consistent with James. Number two, 2004, the ossuary was in IA possession. The forensics department of the Israeli police, the Mazap, made a silicon impression cast to an inscription that contaminated and mutilated it. When the silicon was removed, it also removed the naturally occurring patina, but despite this action, traces of patina are still present in several of the letter grooves, indicating that the inscription is indeed ancient. The name on the ossuary, James, reveals that the person was a male. By the name of James, I'll add. Ossuaries were used by Jews only in the area of Jerusalem from the end of the 1st century B.C. until... Uh, AD 70, the same time period that Josephus tells the death of James at the hands of the Jewish religious leaders. Didn't he get thrown down from a temple, according to Josephus? With the ossuaries bearing an inscription, almost all speak of the deceased occupant's father, occasionally of the person's brother, sister, or other close relative, that person was well known. Aha, Jesus. The rare presence of a sibling's name, Jesus, indicate that Jesus is a very prominent figure. Specialist and archaeologist, Professor Amos Cloner, Dates ossuary to between 45 and 70 AD, thus consistent with the death of James in AD 62, according to Josephus. 
though the names Joseph, James, and Jesus are common names in the first century, the combination James, son of Joseph, is rare and unique to this ossuary out of a thousand ossuaries, meaning it's highly probable that the bone box belongs to James, Jesus' brother, even without the second half of the inscription mentioning this. Professor Camille Fuchs, head of the Statistics Department of Tel Aviv University, researched deceased males in Jerusalem, first century A.D., he concluded, based on conservative estimates of a growing Jerusalem population, between 86 and 8070, minus all women, minus children, who would not have reached manhood by the time of James' death, minus non-Jews, and considering the time, excuse me, the fame of Jesus as a brother, to warrant the inscription, time of death and literacy, that with 95% assurance there existed at the time of Jerusalem, 1.71 people named Jesus who had a, excuse me, named James, had a father named Joseph and a brother named Jesus. So it's either one or the other. <laughs> Number nine, Golan affirms that he purchased the ossuary from an antiquities dealer who said it was found in Silwan Kidron Valley area in Jerusalem. James the Just, leader of Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem Church and half-brother of Jesus, was stoned and thrown from the pinnacle of the temple, according to Josephus, according to Christian tradition, he was buried in a rock-cut tomb in the Kidron Valley. One year later, in accordance with Jewish tradition, his bones were interred in an ossuary. Mm. And this is the reason I, I think it's true. I just really do. You go to Wikipedia, they put a lot of doubt on it. Here's another footnote I'll try to read. The evidence appears clear that the James was truly the half-brother of Jesus, son of Mary. The perpetual virginity of Mary was not taught at the earlier period of the church and even was rejected by Augustine. That's interesting to note. The word for brother in Greek, Adelphos, while the word for uh, cousin is something that I can't read. I think it's Amnipsis. Frederick W. Danker, Walter Bauer, and William Arndt, Greek English like the kind of New Testament, other early Christian literature, good stuff there. Lo and Nida say the interpretation of, uh, I think it would be Adelphos, in such a passage and John 2.12 as meaning cousins on the basis of corresponding Hebrew term, which is used in certain cases to designate masculine relative various degrees, is not attested in Greek nor affirmed in the Greek English lexicon, added by Art. Gangrich and Danker, and also Bauer, the B-Dag, they call it. Such an interpretation depends primarily on the ecclesiastical tradition, uh, J.P. Lowe and Eugene Nida. Nida is quite the Bible translator. Greek-English lexicon New Testament, UBS 1998, United Bible Societies. The relationship is confirmed by the 2nd century church father, Hegesippus, when he distinguishes James and Jude as brothers. Moreover, Jude, in his letter, says he's the brother of James. Matthew one twenty five is plain that the uh, abstention from sexual relations between Joseph and Mary was only till the birth of Jesus. It was morally proper for Jewish husbands and wives to have sexual relations and bear children Remember, he had to don't defraud one another. So if Mary did, then she was in sin and kind of messes up the 
sinlessness of Mary doctrine that Catholics hold. In contrast to some of the extreme ideas of celibacy preached at some segment of the patristic period, the church historian Eusebius says that James was the head of Jerusalem church and brother Jesus, as does the Bible. Okay, number 10. That's enough footnotes. Expert witnesses have confirmed that the inscription in its totality was inscribed with the same hand in the first century. Now, this is a much disputed item, especially by Yuval Goran and Avner Ayalan, until experts were put under oath at trial. Experts have confirmed the presence of microbial patina on the ossuary, um, demonstrating the unity and antiquity of its inscription. In addition, the patina is generally deemed ancient without possibility of it occurring naturally in less than 50 to 100 years, making a recent forgery impossible. World's leading expert in biogeology and the patination process, Wolfgang Crumbine of Oldenburg University in Germany, affirmed that the patina on the ossuary inscription most likely reflects the development process of thousands of years. He added, there's no known process of accelerating development of patina. In addition, he concluded, this is the world's leading expert, concluded that the patina covering the inscription letters is no less authentic than the patina covering the surface of the ossuary, which the IAA confirms is authentic. Other researchers from the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto confirmed that patina within the letter grooves is consistent with the patina on the surface of the ossuary, thus legitimizing the entire inscription. According to expert paleographers Andre Lemaire and Ada Yardini, who authenticated and dated the inscription based on the shape and stance of the letters, the Aramaic is fully consistent with first century style and practice. No credible challenge to their findings is yet to be published. Number 13, the addition of the words Brother of Jesus is exceptional among the ossuaries found in Jerusalem. During the trial, it was revealed that what eyewitness Josias, who does not read Aramaic, thought he saw the James ossuary was actually a different but similar ossuary with three Aramaic names inscribed, Joseph, Judah, and Hadas, known as the Joseph ossuary. Prior to the pronouncement of the final verdict by Judge Farkash, apparently Zia said to Herschel Shanks, Senator of Biblical Archaeology Review, that he was joking when he said the brother of Jesus portion of the inscription was missing from the ossuary. See, that's massively significant to me. So extensive and strong is the support for the authenticity of the ossuary and its inscription that according to Golan, the prosecutor said in his closing arguments that the state would probably dismiss the charges of the ossuary inscription as a forgery. In fact, many of the IA witnesses who initially claimed that the inscription was a forgery appeared to have changed their minds after closer analysis and scientific testing. So it's, it's authentic. What is more, many prosecution witnesses, witnesses for the state who argued that the inscription is a forgery, confirmed the authenticity of the inscription based upon careful analysis of the patina and the engraving. It says, see Appendix C for a survey of numerous expert witnesses and their conclusions, which we're not going to do at this time. Summary and conclusion. Oded Golan summarizes the outcome of extensive scientific tests performed on the ossuary and its inscription. When he writes, neither the prosecution nor the IA presented even a single witness who was an expert on ancient stone items or patina on antiquities and who ruled out the authenticity in the scripture or any part of it. On the contrary, the findings of all tests, including those of prosecution witnesses, Go, uh, Gorin and Ayolan, uh, 
a yalan, support the argument that the entire inscription is ancient. The inscription was engraved by a single person. Several letter grooves contain traces of detergents that cover the natural varnish patina that developed there over centuries of partially cleaned, mainly the first section many years ago. The apologetic and historical implications following from this ossuary are far-reaching and informs us that, number one, James, Joseph, and Jesus have historical corroboration as individuals firmly in the first century. Number two, early Christians like James may have been buried according to Jewish custom. Number three, Aramaic was used to early Christians. Number four, early Christianity emerged from the Jewish roots, making it extremely difficult to divorce Christianity from its Jewishness. As such, the inscription's primary apologetic value rests in this. After the most intense interdisciplinary experts scrutiny according to the rules of law, James Ossuary can be considered the most authenticated, most scrutinized artifact in history. We now appreciate the ossuary as an authentic artifact. It provides the earliest direct archaeological link to Jesus and his family. To that, I have very little to add except a hearty amen. So, uh, I think you can use this. I think it is legitimate to use this. And I think anybody that has followed it closely would have to admit, whether Wikipedia or not, would have to admit that it is 100% true. So, here you have James's bones, confirmation that Joseph was James's dad, just like the Bible says, and that Jesus was his brother, at least half-brother. Found in the same place, Christian tradition said he would be found, uh, dating to the same time, 45 to 70 AD. Unbelievable. So God bless more and more evidence for the historicity of Jesus Christ. People who would say Jesus didn't exist or there's no evidence are just totally ignorant of the evidence. And I hate to say that. Love them dearly. They just don't know. And uh, maybe works like this can just get out and spread the earth. So God bless. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Pray for us. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church, family, Sunday school classes, college groups, everything might be interested. Even homeschoolers or uh, college-age friends or uh, atheists, agnostics. Listen to our playlist. Let them listen to our playlist. Got over a thousand, I think, podcasts now. We're just so thankful you're here. God bless you. Leave a five-star review. It helps people find you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.